Good morning and welcome back to the Oh, I didn't start recording podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did start recording. I just wanted to see how I'd react. Uh, good evening and welcome back just to the Sector 4 podcast uh, here on Spotify. I just wanted to mess with Steve and it worked. So that worked. Um, he should have known when I started with good morning. So I was going to say something about it. Yeah. Nice job. going to be you like, wow. Forward. And then you're like, I'm not recording. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. It's always the evening here on Sector 4, as we established last time. Um, We don't have a lot to talk about today. Um, Like, still some stuff, of course, but, like, not not (laughs) a whole lot. Yeah, stay tuned. There's there's still things to talk about. Please listen. Please please keep listening. Listen, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But we're we're probably going to have a, you know, a more brief episode than we usually do. Uh, We've had a a couple string, or a string of 40-minute episodes uh, so we'll keep this one nice and nice and tight for you. Um, nothing crazy on the news front over the past week, right, Steve? I don't think anything. Correct. Yeah, it's been pretty light, except for one thing. One very big announcement. It's not an announcement. I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, it's clickbait, actually. It's by uh, express.co.uk. Um, and, and the title reads, Stephen... Fernando Alonso retirement plan leaked by girlfriend ahead of Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. <gasps> oh no, the 41 year old is going to retire. <gasps> it can't be. Well, How could he do this after his contract is up with Aston Martin? Yeah, it's literally just when he's done with Aston Martin. So it's not like it's about what everybody expected. So what? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Lando Norris is going to move teams at the end of his contract. Oh, surprise. Yeah, they're really breaking new ground here. Um, so it's, it's you really You can kind good. of tell like when, uh, especially like between race, re- race weeks, when like Formula One social media um, platforms are <laughs> like grasping at straws for something to talk about. Yep. Yeah. Like, the race's most uh, recent video, Signs of Chaos, fresh drama inside Ferrari's F1 team, explained Ooh. as if we need an explanation, as if we're not already used to it. Yeah. They actually, no, they did have uh, someone resigned. Uh, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head now, the name. Um, it was one of their, like, top, another one of their top guys resigned. Um, and now I feel bad for having not. Their strategist? Written it down. No, it wasn't their strategist. I think it was another factory. Um, someone high up in the factory. Let me see if I can find it here because I, I feel like a dumbass for not. Uh... Oh, actually, this is kind of juicy. Sorry, I just found something really interesting, actually. This is from PBS, which is the public broadcasting service in the United States 56 minutes ago. Yep. Haas Automation accused of violating sanctions and doing business with Russian arms industry. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to repeat that for the people in the back who didn't hear that one. The uh, Yeah, I'm looking at you. Um, Haas Automation, so Haas, the F1 team, accused of violating sanctions with the country, Russia, doing business with Russian arms industry. Arms meaning weapons. Um, so when I said that we didn't have anything to talk about today, I, I suddenly feel that maybe I jumped the gun a little bit, possibly. Um, and the other thing that I was looking for now, I just forget what it is altogether because this is way more interesting. Um, do you want me to just read like a little bit of this out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. 
Okay. Um, what, what do we got here? Hold on. Russia's economy depends on revenues from oil exports and American sanctions have been tuned up to choke its war effort against Ukraine. But there's one area important to the Kremlin's military output that has far, so far avoided scrutiny. It involves Haas Automation, a high-tech American manufacturer that may be flouting export controls. Let's go down. Let's see exactly what this is. NewsHour has learned that RATEP, a weapons manufacturer in Russia, is just one of several sanctioned enterprises in the Russian arms industry that have been supplied with precision machining tools manufactured here at Haas's facility in Oxnard, California, in what may represent a breach of American sanctions. This is according to documents filed with the U.S. Treasury and the Department of Commerce late last month. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, it's not funny. Um, I I just want Kevin's to uh, gonna love this one. Kevin's gonna. I was just gonna say. I'm like Kevin's gonna absolutely tear us to shreds for this one. But uh, this he is wanted, very funny. Was, I was just talking to him before we started recording, and yep. he said he wanted to be on this episode just to say "Haas, baby, fuck." Um, I hmm. now it seems like it's a little too soon. Yeah, no, it's like a little, little too on the nose, you know. Um, I'm just gonna send him the link. So that's interesting. What? I mean, what? Ha, having known nothing else about this, what? What do you think of that, Steve? Do you think that's a little fun, a little, little spicy? That's pretty spicy. <laughs> They're gonna be in so much shit. <laughs> Listen, they've only been accused of it. Yeah, they've been accused of it so far. But usually, accusations. On, uh, you know, look, that, that's such. That's the most Haas thing to happen to Haas. Which. The the irony is even funnier that they got rid of their Russian driver at the start of last season because he was Russian and his dad did a lot of business inside Russia with bad people. Um, and now they themselves are continuing to do that, which. Got to pay to play, bro. Got to pay to play. It was an expensive sport. I mean, like, you know. So that's how does that how does that affect their uh, stake in Formula One? Do you think it really does anything? Any um, any upwards trend? Do you think Formula One of- goes? Your company is uh, dealing with Russians, therefore you're out. I don't think they could do that. I don't think there's anybody that will be happier to hear this news than Mario Andretti. Yeah, it's gonna be a real cheap buy of the Haas F1 team now. As if it wasn't already a cheap. Yeah, I know. Those guys but like, are worth something. Sorry, even Kevin. more. Um. Anyways, so that's it's a little funny. That wasn't what I was uh, looking for. Um. But now that Makes I've found watch it, the whole eight minute video on it now. Well, I mean, go for it. Um. Oh, here's what I found the thing I was actually looking for. Diego Tondi has taken over the role of head of vehicle concept at Ferrari. He is supported by two former Red Bull engineers who recently joined Ferrari. Um, so that's the the big switch. I forget who's out there. It didn't say the name. Um, I'm looking for it again here, but I'm not not finding it. I'm reading the comments under uh ferrari's chaos video and they're yeah. just they're absolute classics it's, it's like the the problem with ferrari's new era is that they have a new era every one to three years <laughs> that's fair 
Well, I'm just scrolling through. As a but. McLaren fan, the hiring of David Sanchez is ridiculously exciting. 18 years of seasons of F1 has only ever designed a car that finished outside of the top three twice. <laughs> Sheesh. Is that the appropriate reaction there? <laughs> um. Anyways, so that's that's that. That's happening. Um, Ferrari really peaked at their car launch. (laughs) What I have been seeing a lot of, Stephen, related to what you're saying, um, is that there's already a lot of like rumors going around in the press that things are garbage at Ferrari again already, um, which I find to be interesting. Like no real substance to them. Um, But would you be surprised if everything's already going to hell at Ferrari this year? Absolutely not. They already had. Uh, they're already very close with their their allocations for their units for Charles Leclerc's car being already used a control unit and an energy store. Two of which items you're only allowed two for the season. Yep. So it's definitely going to be a tough break for him. It's going to be a lot of grid place penalties for him, especially if he has reliability issues, which it seems that he already has now that he's most likely down another energy store or control electronics or maybe even engine failure. What did we confirm his problem was in Jeddah or sorry, in Bahrain? I believe it was power. Yeah. So, so if it was his control electronics and you, you only get two of those, correct? Two replacements. Correct. Yeah. So if so he's already, he, are, he one, replaced one before the, no, he, he replaced it before the race. Right. That's what we were so speculating. If it broke again, then that that's two. Yeah. And that has to last him 22 races. Yeah. Good luck. What's I the, mean, what you end up doing is just replacing it when you end up replacing an engine. Yeah. And then just take the, you know, take the 20 place grid penalty. Is that what it is? It's 20 place grid penalty? It, it would be, say, like when you take an, it's 10 place grid penalties, but you might as well just do both at the same time and take the 20 in one race. Yeah. Because if you're already going to be behind, you might as well just strategically take yourself out of one race. Yeah. As opposed to two. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Speaking of Jetta, yeah. the final DRS detection point has been moved uh, to be after turn 27 for the 23, 2023 Interesting. Grand Prix. Yeah. Did they have a reason for that or? I think it's just to kind of make it a little bit more fair and a little bit more competitive. Okay. So like the, the turn 27 was the last corner, right? So instead of the DRS yeah. detection zone being right in the braking zone, it's after the corner. So that if you dive bomb somebody in the corner, you didn't get the DRS on the straight. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you just dive bomb somebody uh, and then you were behind them in the corner, but then like braked later, got through the corner, you would get DRS down the straight, even though you were in front of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. That'll now be I see people talking about a London Grand Prix. It's like, no, I, don't I have seen happening. a lot about the London Grand Prix being a Grand Prix. Well, words are hard um, being a possibility. I just don't know fundamentally how it would work. Um, like not to say that the uh, the other races that they do aren't, you know, in the way. Yeah. When they do like the pit stops, do they have to like stop and pay congestion charges and then move on? Or? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I'll, thank you. I'll give you that one. That was funny. I'd like to see them go across one of the bridges. That'd be cool. That would be pretty cool, but I think it would be too much of like a safety issue. Yeah. Yeah. 
which safety issue is funny considering we're talking about Jetta. But anyways, um, other than that, I, I just think Jetta's a hazard as a track. Like, yeah, if you're uh, if you're Max Verstappen or Max Hamilton or Max Schumacher, yeah, you, yeah. you kind of turn that track into your bitch. Yeah. Here's it's a question: be a tight one. Do you think Haas blows up a car this weekend? Okay, so that was going to be my second question. Um, <laughs> I think that Hulkenberg will get way too greedy at some point. Um, and possibly bin a car, which I think would be hilarious if we saw shades. Like, obviously, I hope he's okay if that happens. Um, but if we see shades of them last year. But what I was going to ask you um, before we started talking about London, because I, I feel like we got off, or got off the Ferrari thing real quick. I, I saw a tweet... And I feel like we maybe touched on this before. I'm just going to read you the tweet. It's in Italian. Going against the tide, I said it wasn't the time to dismiss Bonotto without taking anything away from Fred, who entered Marinello with respect on tiptoe. Not because everything was perfect, but experience indicated that we risked seeing a film that we've already seen. Let's see. What are your thoughts on that real quick? And do you I'm agree sorry, with could it? Could you say it again? I just found out that John Todd's wife was uh, Michelle, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, you're, you're looking yeah. at that right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. I had to Google it to be sure. Can you please ask the question again? <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is correct. Yeah, John Todd, his his wife is Michelle Yeoh, who just won. Just yeah, look up John Todd if you don't already know who he is. Um, he's an old stubby white dude. It's the best way I can describe him. Anyways, so this is the tweet. Stephen, are you paying attention this time? Yes, I'm paying attention this time. Okay. Quote, going against the tide, I said it wasn't the time to dismiss Bonotto without taking anything away from Fred, who entered Marinello with respect on tiptoe. Not because everything was perfect, but experience indicated that we risked seeing a film that we've already seen. Let's see. What are your thoughts on that? Do you agree or disagree based on what you saw as a fan? I agree. It was time to get rid of Bonotto. Why? Because there, there comes to a point where he just needed to be the manager and, you know, be the F1 team principal. And yep. he just wasn't doing it. He was just letting too many cracks form. And there's kind of a point where either you need to, you know, fix it or move out of the way. Fair. So I wouldn't say that just one, uh, one DNF for Leclerc is Fred, you know, Fred Reserve's fault. That's, you know, a mechanical failure is not the team principal's fault. They had like Ferrari had a fine. Their strategy was fine. Yeah. As far as the race went um, in terms of like actual race pace, the car was just a little bit lacking towards the yeah. end, which isn't Fred Rister's fault. No. So I think it's going to come into the next couple of races to really see. Yeah, which is fair. And I mean, like in, in my view, and I think in most people's view as well with Ferrari, they have undoubtedly the most pressure um, to perform and that if you don't have any, like if you're not performing, someone's got to go, right? Like it's yeah. always going to be like, there's going to be someone who needs to take the fall. And when you're in that kind of environment, unfortunately that's just the way it goes. Right. Yeah. Like I think, uh, Haas should have fired their chief engineer years ago. Yeah. Who is he? James Yo or whatever. Name. Uh, yeah. I can't remember his, his name. I may have completely screwed it up. Um, Komatsu. Who was I thinking of? I think I was thinking of an actor. Anyways, um, but yeah, and so it's the same sort of thing. Like eventually, someone's got to bite the bullet. Um, 
and unfortunately it was Bonotto, but like, I don't know. I think we'll see how this year goes and see if, uh, see if Vasseur has the same sort of outcome and see how that goes for him. But I mean, it's also going to get to point break with the drivers at some point too. I mean, like really how yeah. long, how long are they going to have to do this? Yeah, but I doubt we're going to see, you know, Fred Vasseur waving his finger in front of Leclerc telling him not to talk badly about the team after uh, Silverstone. No. No. No, like Fred Vasseur is kind of a no BS kind of guy. So I kind of hope it, as the cracks start to form in Ferrari, as they probably will over the next couple of races, that he cracks down on them instead of just kind of lets them grow. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. So it's it's going to be an interesting season for Ferrari. Do you think we're going to have a repeat of last year where it you know like it looks like Red Bull is going to be like it's just going to walk away with the season and all of a sudden it's going to be a different team? Like last year we were like, oh yeah, Ferrari's just going to walk away with the championship, and then next thing you know, Red Bull just steps up their game for no reason. It's hard to say because like the evidence of how upset how upset are you if Mercedes just drops the sandbags and just dominates Jetta for no reason? You stop that right now. That's <laughs> how how dare you say that? It's blasphemy. How dare you? You blaspheme in this in this call. I can't believe it. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. Like evidence would tell me that I think Red Bull is just genuinely going to run away with it, and that's going to be the way it's going to be. Um, but I mean, who knows? I think it would be a really interesting storyline if you have Ferrari make a huge pull comeback, or even Mercedes or anybody uh, really fight this year. Um, I yeah. don't think it's going to happen. I just haven't seen the evidence that that's going to be the case. Um, but stranger things have happened, right? Like. If you excuse me, if you would have asked me after the first two races last year, if Red Bull was going to dominate the championship, I would have told you probably not. Um, yeah. So who knows, man? I don't know. It's uh, I think it's definitely up in the air for sure. Yeah, it's really judging a book by its cover to say that Red Bull is going to walk away with the championship this year after one yeah. race. Um, you know, like we've essentially started exactly the way that Ferrari did last year, but with Red Bull. Yep, exactly. And you know. So I'm not going to be thinking the same thing's going to happen this year. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say that Ferrari is just going to come back out of nowhere and win or that Red Bull is going to just dominate the whole season. Who yeah. knows? Hopefully we get a close fight at least yeah. um, because nothing is going to just compare to being able to watch 2021. I'd, I'd rather watch 2021 all over again. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, what do you think? Jetta looks like then I mean it's obviously we can have our predictions on on what we've seen so far but what do you what do you think is the likely outcome here if you're, if you're being realistic I think Jetta is going to be another uh, Red Bull win but I think it's going to be a Red Bull Ferrari Red Bull interesting you don't think that Alonso will challenge again no because I don't think for I'm going to just go out on a whim and say that the Aston Martin is not going to do that well in high speed corners Interesting. Okay. It's a bold take. It's a yeah, bold take. Because we don't know much about the car, so I'm just going to guess. Because, I mean, the default would be to say, oh, yeah, of course they're going to do well. They did well last time, so why wouldn't they do well yeah. this time? Um, yeah, and the Ferrari is one of the fastest in a straight line. Right. And it is a very uh, draggy car as well, so it should do really well at this track. Fair. But know. the Red Bull being very aerodynamically efficiently uh, efficient, uh, it's probably going to guarantee it the win as well yeah. as Max Verstappen just being an absolute monster at this track. Yeah, I hope that uh, I hope Paris takes this one out. To be honest with you, that's what I'm kind of rooting for. Um, oh yeah, that'd be nice. 
It won't happen, but like it would be nice, <laughs> you know. He's gonna get um, team orders the moment he leads one lap. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I am looking forward to the race, though. I think it's it's always weird at the beginning of the year going from like you have your first race and then you have to wait two weeks and then you have another race and you have to wait two weeks and um yeah the two weeks feels very long compared to the four months that we just waited yeah well it's just because you had a taste of it right and now you're just kind of like when's it coming back again so uh, yeah but yeah uh any other any other predictions for for jetta buddy anything do you think it was true in bahrain how um that they told max and Perez to use a like a less a lower powered engine mode near the end of the they, race or sorry or they told Max drive that Par- slower Perez has a lower power engine no, no 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 like they told them drive slower otherwise they would be maintaining a pace that would have been a second a, f- a second a lap faster so like you think they were, they were sandbagging fast. like they were told to sandbag near the end of the race like they were told to target a slower lap time why would they do that so that they didn't finish like a minute and a half ahead of everybody else. But what would have been the problem with that? I don't, I don't understand. You would basically be trying to kick everybody into either doing one of two things. And that would be developing everything into this year's car or everything into next year's car. So they're trying to make it seem because like they have a chance. Yeah. So like say you're Mercedes and then Red Bull, Red Bull shows up to the first race and they beat you you're say, say you're fourth and fifth and they beat you by two and a half minutes yeah you're you're gonna stop developing that year's car that's a fair point and you're gonna put everything in the next year's car right but if you were fourth and fifth and you only lost by 15 seconds yeah you're gonna put everything into that car but it might be for not because they still have more pace anyways so it doesn't matter yeah, but they don't know that. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. That's my take on it, at least, is that is that I just wonder if, if you think it was like, if you thought it was true that they were actually like purposely sandbagging near the end of the race, because they were being told to target a 137. If anybody's gonna, going faster, they were telling them to slow down. Yeah. If anybody's going to pull that, it's Red Bull, right? Like that's yeah. the team that will do it. I'm not sure that I believe it. Like, I, I don't believe that it's that that fast. I don't know. I think yeah. that's I think that's really pushing it. Um, it's obviously faster, but I don't know if it's that fast. So I think it's a little bit of a stretch there, personally. Yeah, we'll have to see the cars actually fight each other. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for this circuit because it is so different. Um, it is a really fast circuit, but it's also a very dangerous circuit. Um, overtaking, it's a really fun circuit to watch. Yeah, yeah, and overtaking qualifying is really crazy. insane. Qualifying is batshit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it'll be really good, man. Um, I'm fired up. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I don't think it's going to be as nice as the race as Bahrain because, like, like you said, passing is kind of ridiculous on this track. No, I think we're going to have a lot more yellow and red uh, flags. Yeah. So yeah, like we almost got through Bahrain with uh, with no yellow flags. <laughs> yeah, which is wild. Um. I don't know. I think it's just a very different contrast and you'll see that uh, see that throughout this race, honestly. And then we'll get back to Australia, which I think is more sim- similar to Bahrain. Um, so it's kind of like a little little back and forth, right? So, um, yeah, it'll be good to change it up and have a little bit of a different experience. But uh, yeah, I, I like the street circuits. I think it's a little dangerous for sure, but it's a lot of fun. So it's going to yeah. going to be what it's going to be. Um 
Anything else of note, Steve, that you got? I feel like you were you're thinking of a thing there, but no, I was not. You were not. Cool. Well, no, remember I when I said at the, at the time? Remember when I said under ten minutes? Yeah, that we could. That's I why I was looking over the time because I was like, yeah, we're probably at like twenty five minutes. Yeah, I I don't know why I ever say that it's going to be short. It's never sure. We always think of something else to say. So uh, that was no. We just end up babbling. That's okay. Babbling's fun. I like babbling. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so there's your episode for this week. Actually, we, uh, weren't sure if we we're going to do one and, you know, now we got, got one in there. So, uh, that's a sheeshable moment as the kids say, I think they say that, I don't know. <laughs> I'm out of touch and old, um, uh, I'm getting head shakes right now. So that's not, yeah, it's not good. You're like 24. Um, you're just a little baby. Shut up, man. What do you know? 25. Yeah, imagine being 25. Mm. Grow up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now I'm getting the finger. Um, anyways, uh, that's kind of it for this week. So, uh, yeah, Jetta on on Sunday. And obviously we have uh, FP1, FP2 Friday, FP3, and uh, our, our good old qualifying on Saturday. So uh, it be nice to tune into those uh, and back into the swing of things, too. I love watching. So it's nice, uh, nice having it back this week. Very excited. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. Other than that, I think that's it for us for the night. Um, I have to go finish reorganizing my room that I started two hours ago, which is a terrible decision on my part. Um, but what, what are you gonna do? You know. So get good, get at it, pitter patter, pitter patter. Let's get at her. All right, have a great night. We will talk to you next week after Jetta. Hopefully, it goes well, Stephen. Goodbye. Goodbye.